0: Welcome to Group Dates and Hot Takes. I'm Sampy. I'm Christy. Let's talk about Married at First Sight. We're up to day 18 of marriage. Are you excited how how things have been going, Christy?
1: <laughs> uh, you know, excited to watch the disaster, but
0: well, I I was glad that we uh, we made. Uh, or covered a a bit of ground this episode I mean we start episode 10 at day 18 of marriage I believe we started episode 9 at day 15 of marriage so
1: (laughs) I guess I don't actually pay that much attention to the actual exact day they're on because things seem to be pretty tight they don't seem to have jumped a ton this season
0: yeah, it's just it's just interesting to me to uh, to see every every now and again, uh, just because I like I feel like I feel like not a whole lot happened uh, last episode, and they definitely did not cover much ground <laughs> because because here we are at day eighteen of marriage where uh, we we covered a bit more ground here because I think we ended on like day 23 maybe Uh so so we actually uh made some progress uh this episode but let's just let's get into this thing because I we just
1: there's a lot to talk about
0: yeah but we also open with a very classic just different communication styles between Claire and Cameron
1: I'm always so uneasy watching them cuz you never know what he's going to say that's going to just like mess with her
0: Well and I I think that uh, I, I mean amongst their many there <laughs> there many issues and and how those things manifest uh I I think this ends up being potentially one of the big ones so the it's a pretty like it's not a high-stakes situation but claire was roasting all night she was so hot and cam did not change the thermostat and so i i feel like this is pretty (laughs) like it illustrates a lot of the issue they have, where it seems like, in a lot of instances, she doesn't really rely on explicit communication. So, right, she's over here like, oh, I'm so hot. Oh, man. Can we just open the window or something? And he's totally fine. And he's like, well, the thermostats over there, like— He's saying, oh, if you're hot, you'll just change it. Where she's wanting him to hear her complaining about it and go and change it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's kind of like a repeat of the whole carrying the bag situation. So, I don't know. It was just, like, everything becomes a conflict, it seems like. But it doesn't need to, like either one of them could have just gotten up and changed it
0: right I just think it it kind of boils down to one of their fundamental issues of like she seems to want him to be this like chivalrous attentive to her needs sort of anticipating or like responding to these cues and he's like if you want me to do something just tell me or like yeah. do it yourself cuz you're you're a capable person you can do this
2: <laughs>
0: whereas i feel like i feel like there should be like some middle ground here where she communicates more explicitly about her needs but he also like does some work to try to be attentive but i i, I don't know that either of them are particularly capable in this situation of like doing that.
1: I think if they liked each other more, that would come more naturally. But as things are, it's very tense and they disagree on all the big <laughs> things and so it's it's not going anywhere. <sighs> yeah.
0: yeah, and I can't I can't even uh, I I can't <laughs> I just I don't know like my 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 world has been rocked I don't I don't know which way is up anymore here and so it's it's tough for me to it's tough for me to even know how to feel or what to think
1: they also talk about his sick dad which we got more details on after party that he has a collapsed lung
0: well, apparent apparently, I guess both his lungs spontaneously collapsed. Uh, according to after party, that was like a, a response to like the the stress and trauma of of divorce.
1: but that was also like when Cameron was thirteen, which was a while ago so i don't know if that then led to other issues
0: yeah so it seemed like what he was saying and you know i I don't know how much you can believe of what these people all say but it, it seemed like the timeline or gist of the thing is that when his parents got divorced at 13 something happened whether it was heartbreak or some other unexplained medical thing his father's lungs collapsed and that has like led to chronic illness since then and apparently he's basically bedridden at this point and so i don't know what what he was saying uh, in this uh explanation conversation uh here was basically that like since his dad has been so sick for such a long time that like he's essentially already grieved the situation he's like come to terms with it and and everything so like it sucks but it's not like oh man Uh, my dad's dying Uh, I I gotta cry about it now because allegedly he's done that already if you believe he's not a robot.
1: Yeah, I guess that's kind of why he was kind of nonchalant about it. He just kind of dropped it at the little get-together. Well, that that's
2: <clears throat>
0: what he claims.
1: <laughs> I mean, it kind of makes sense cuz he was a little like kind of jokey with it almost. Like, what are you going to tell someone is on their deathbed just kind of like threw it out there? Yeah, I guess
0: I guess my my concern if you could call it that would be like that like if and i i'm making some you know like potential speculation but like it seems like there are times when cameron acts like that when he's you know not wanting to continue a conversation in its current trajectory, <laughs> if that makes sense. So it's like he wasn't it doesn't seem like he was comfortable with like how he was kind of getting interrogated. So it's just like, oh well, what are you gonna say to a dying father? And then that like completely shifts the conversation <laughs> and the tone because everyone's like, oh whoa, I didn't know you're dad was dying whoa whoa, whoa. i don't know that i guess that's what i'm saying is i'm not sure i'm not sure how uh how intentional that is when it happens but i don't know i don't know it just i don't know he's he seemed like he was saying to that like he was he's worried that learning that Cameron is on married at first sight like the shock of that could kill him which mm-hmm. i don't i don't know how true that is but i don't know
1: well we should move on to Emily and Brennan they're kind of just recapping <sighs> his his grilling by her friends
0: yeah so this this uh, this uh, this was a, a a little bit of an interesting conversation to me Mostly because uh, you just have all this, like, Emily apologizing for her friends coming at Brennan. And then then him just being like, I I," she, she was concerned that her friend's behavior was, like, going to reflect back on her and that he was going to think less of her. And he's like, I don't think any less of you. Which, in my mind, was like dot 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 then I, I already i do. I, like, I already do not care for you in this life I was just
1: gonna say, don't worry, yeah. emily he he already hates you like this her, ex-
0: is- exactly, but what yes, what I wrote was dot 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 <clears throat> I already hate you, don't worry
1: yeah, no this it, her fate was already sealed uh
0: man, what <clears throat> i just the more <clears throat> I see of the man the less i care for him
1: yes we will return to him later (laughs) we next see becca and austin playing cribbage i guess Mm -hmm.
0: yeah he's in he's introducing becca to to cribbage which is an interesting an interesting game uh a lot of a lot of math i was gonna
1: say it looked a little complicated i feel like you tried to teach me that one time
0: uh i would never i don't
1: think we finished (laughs) well it's
0: just just a lot of a lot of math because you're trying to like get get your little man through to the end and so it's like combinations of numbers you're trying to like do all this stuff but um she is really she really wants to jump his bones
1: oh yeah she's dropping all the innuendos the pegging (laughs) and everything else yeah, she she wants she wants to get physical,
0: and he's just like, let's slow down here.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's a little slow for my liking. I don't quite understand this.
0: I yeah, I don't I don't. Well, I, what are you
1: waiting th- for?
0: <laughs> yeah, I I I don't have the answer for that. I I don't know if it. Uh, If it's, like, indicative of his headspace, like, regarding the the process, whether it's about her, whether he's just slow in general. I mean, later he claims that he's just slow in general, but I don't know. I'm a little confused and, and skeptical.
1: It's like, okay, you're married, so... If you're still hesitant after all this time, are you thinking maybe this isn't gonna be my long term partner and so you don't wanna cross that bridge? (laughs) But all the other signs you're giving off are saying you like her, so
0: Yeah, I guess I guess that's probably my main my main concern is like that perhaps he's not not so sure about the long term viability and so he's like "Uh, i don't i don't really want to go go there it's a little it's a little strange to me because like it's it seems like and i haven't watched every season of married at first sight i'm a relative newbie this is is this just my second season now no. Or a third, this is a third. Whoo! Time flies when as you're having they fun. At least, <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah, it's, it's my third because I started with the. Uh, I think. Yeah, this is your third. Um, yeah. So, basically, in my mind, the the signals that Becca is emitting are, to my view, like some of the strongest that you'll ever get from a woman on this show. Right. Isn't yeah, that pretty much the I mean, case? Like it's most pretty clear. Like, well, but most of the time it seems like the, the women tend to be the, the ones who like hold back and are kind of like, uh, oh, I want to wait yeah. to like build. I mean, you have, you know, your anomalies like Eris, Who's like, I just, I can't, I have a, I have an actual, like, licensed and certified, like, supermodel wife. And I just, I I don't know, I just can't get over a a butt. (laughs) But for the most part, it seems like that's the case, where the the women are much more hesitant. uh, And the guys are like, well, if she's into it, we're going to, yeah, go for it. Um and and she really, Becca really wants to have sex with this man. And he's just not he's just not there. Oh boy! So
1: we return to Claire and Cameron eating dinner. Yeah, I mean she can. Uh, she continues to barely stand him. He brings up the sounds of mastication, which I don't think I'd ever heard that word before. Really? I don't think so. I mean it's just Like if I had heard that word just in isolation, I would not have been able to tell you it means chewing. Yes, well I guess
0: I guess uh, you just need to go to the school of big words like that Cameron went to <laughs> Um I, I Claire did not appreciate <laughs> this. <laughs> no, not not at all. And I'm not sure I'm not sure if that was due to the fact that like he he like enjoys using large words and so i don't know if she's just annoyed with that or that like there is some potential innuendo there as well like she doesn't appreciate the the crassness i it's probably both to be honest Mm -hmm. with you um
1: I don't know. I feel like she also didn't like that he pointed out the chewing sounds as well. (laughs) And she just does not like him. (laughs) No. So they talk about their zero romance and how they are stuck. And then he asks if he's done any romantic turn-ons, and she mentions when he, like, checks on her, but also says that nothing he's doing is turning her off, which I think is a straight-up lie. Yeah, that is...
0: That is the most definitive thing I could point to in this series of like, this person is full of crap and are lying straight to our faces.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like I'm sure he probably would have appreciated her mentioning something.
0: I mean, the not carrying the bags was a turnoff. <laughs> uh, leaving all, her e- in the airport. <laughs> yes. Leaving her in the airport. All, all, every single article of clothing he's ever worn. Um, the the words that he was just using, and the words that he always uses. I mean, I I could come up with a long, a long, a long list.
1: Yeah, they really didn't start off well. Now that I think about it,
0: no, they didn't, and they have continued to not do well.
1: The fact that he didn't want to go to therapy, currently. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just
0: feel again again going back to the the communication i just i don't think that she is willing to like state things explicitly
1: yeah yeah they are just spinning their wheels yeah they're i mean they're 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 stuck but he says he claims he's he's still getting attached yeah she uh but, yeah. She tries to tell him it wouldn't be natural for him to just kiss her, and Cameron disagrees with her. <laughs> she was surprised here, and then he asked, "What was there a point zero one percent chance of this working?" And she says, "No, it's bigger than that."
0: See, I disagree.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: I don't. I don't buy uh, that. I think it's less than that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I. Yeah, yeah, things are very awkward, and I. I don't. I mean, we see at the end of the episode is not any better, so <sighs> mm. a bummer. So then we see um Pilates with Emily and Brennan. Nothing really to write home about there to, for me, just exercise footage. I mean at, at least
0: at least it wasn't just B footage. It was actual, actual substance. It was so much substance, (laughs) they worked the crap out of that Pilates class.
1: So it is now time for the couple's potluck. This is always a fun scene, except this time it was,
0: (laughs) it was not a fun time
1: for anyone. So we see all the food everyone brings, we see Lauren arriving with a very fancy looking charcuterie board. Yeah, that that was that was definitely
0: I don't wanna say better, but like it was it was sort of in a different league than what everyone else brought. It seemed like yes,
1: yeah. I saw a basic tray of like carrots and <laughs> veggies, <laughs> and then she came in with that. It's like, hey, I brought celery. <laughs> oh, and Claire apparently hates celery. Yeah. And then Orion just strolls in, says, "Hi, how are you?" to Lauren as if nothing has happened. Oh, that was God. wild. And that all- that man. They're all praising his dessert he picked up from some boutique.
0: Well, yeah, he he had to mention. Yeah, also I, I brought this dessert. I have a I have a friend in Denver who owns bakery. Hmm.
1: <laughs> yeah, th- this 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 went real. I mean, Lauren arrived with an agenda, and it was to expose Orion. <laughs> she had these little digs that I enjoyed a lot. Yeah, she she had she had some barbs
0: too. She, she
1: commended Brennan and Emily for sticking it out <laughs> and how easy it is to leave when stuff gets hard. <laughs> I wonder if Orion picked up on that.
0: Uh, I I mean I I I don't know because it it seems like he is pretty remarkably unself-aware from what we've seen. <laughs> so. I don't know. It just it's it's hard for me to to uh, to like understand what's going on with him because, like, for me, I feel guilt very acutely. (laughs) This is like in life, and so I feel like if I had participated in even a fraction of what went down between the two of them, I would just be like racked with guilt and just like the, the, just the feelings of like all, all of that stuff. But it just seems like he's completely unaffected. Like oblivious. Right. Exactly. And so like, it's, I, I honestly would not be that surprised if, if he was just like, yeah, yeah. Man, I I agree with you. It really is tough to stick it out in such hard circumstances. (laughs) Like, I don't know how much of it he really, truly takes in as, like, being about him.
1: (laughs) So once they all sit down, they're talking about their divorce and... I think someone asked, like, when did it happen? And Lauren said, like, "You can speak since it happened so many times."
0: <laughs> yeah, she was very quick to point out, like, like it was many moments. Yes. it wasn't the- just a thing; it was a lot of things. And that and Orion
1: a is the one who asked for it, not both of them. Yes,
0: she's uh, like, yeah,
1: well,
0: Lauren and and I decided to get her. She's like, I. Pointing, uh, pointing at, ah, <laughs> oh, I did, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was great, it was great, but yeah, it was, this was a very heavy, heavy conversation,
1: uh, I mean. Yeah, she had time to think, and she was like, you know what, that was not right, I was not treated correctly, and came back talking about he never gave it a chance, he was called a failure, he slut shamed her never apologize, and Orion, the best he can come up with is, if that's your truth, that's your truth. Uh, I hate that phrase so much.
0: Yeah, especially... Especially in... In a circumstance like this. Because, like... There is an extent, right, where, where individuals, human beings, experience life and experience things in different ways. And your impression of what happens in certain circumstances may well be very different from how another person experiences that exact same thing. But some things in life are objective. And one of those things is that he was an utter butthole. (laughs) And so to, like, sit there and claim... Oh, oh, yeah, you just like how you experience things. Oh, like like you you had this negative thing, but like basically, like I did nothing. Like you just experienced it weird. Ugh. Like, and she she straight up said like No, like you you've been gaslighting me, which I I feel like uh it is actually pretty apt in this situation. Cause I I do think that yeah. he he actually was and did spend a lot of time gaslighting her through this process of like making her this big baddie throughout and how she's just like insulted every indigenous culture and how she's like not deserving of forgiveness and that she failed this marriage and like all of that stuff. Meanwhile,
1: ignoring his own faults. Right. Exactly.
0: Like, so, I mean, good for her.
1: Yeah. Honestly, I appreciated that.
0: Uh, That was, that was, uh, some well-deserved honesty. (laughs) And, And I'm glad that I'm glad that she was able to, uh, be so direct with it because I feel like so much of the time, there's there's so much dancing around the truth, so much just running away from directly describing what's going on. Probably Bren- Brennan,
1: he, he, right? <laughs> he, exactly. Yeah, I like I like the way she handled that. Yeah, I I like.
0: I like t- the truth.
1: So then, Cameron also talks about their struggles. He calls their chemistry a chemistry that is special to ourselves.
0: Well, yes, yeah, so and he, but he <laughs> call, says they they have tiring chemistry. <laughs> Which, if you're if you're describing your chemistry as tiring, does that really qualify as chemistry?
1: No, it, it doesn't.
0: And, and can I also just say, probably my, I mean, all of the, the Lauren stuff was, was great. I loved that. But what I also loved was just the absolute depths of discomfort that Austin was experiencing being there for this whole conversation. An evening he just <laughs> it like panned over to him a couple times and he's just like you can just tell he's like dying inside he's just like i i do not want to be here for this at all this is this is too much sharing oh yeah it was a lot of
1: sharing and it's all like like downer like a <laughs> bummer everyone yeah. is
0: struggling what what did you make of when 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 Claire was like tearing up as as Camus basically saying he is head over heels for her, like
1: I don't oh. even know because she doesn't seem to like him that much. Maybe she feels bad that he's more connected than she is. I feel like
0: what we see later is maybe a more accurate representation in that um so like uh, i'm i'm spoiling things a little bit but basically when when he's asking her later if she wants him to stay and she's like oh i i would i would miss you but like also i'm not sure if it's just like i would miss somebody being here (laughs) right right so like that idea of like she can't really stand him but she also like likes that there's somebody around it's just she kind of like wishes it was somebody else but (laughs) at least he's like alive and there (laughs)
2: that's kind of oh, that's that, pretty, that's pretty sad That
0: that's kind of the, the the vibe i got um but yeah so we we get to austin and becca and he's austin's like this is a very stressful conversation <laughs> 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 uh there there were so many times i just busted a gut laughing at this episode just the absurdity and, and the yeah. the ridiculousness but and yeah
1: poor lauren is crying in her confessional pro- producer as to comfort her yeah so uh,
0: they,
1: they, and we see in the previews there's still more coming with them to the two of them yeah, what what is there left to to do they need uh, that that's probably
0: my biggest gripe this season is like why do you keep doing this to lauren like let her
1: go peace
0: (laughs) let her not have to deal with him anymore and sort of to that point i just want to mention here in case people missed it right everyone's like this is such an emotionally heavy group (laughs) potluck and and everyone's like everyone's struggling and like Becca's crying because, like, she and Austin are, you know, are having their ups and downs, and it just is so sad to her that, like, everyone's having ups and downs, and, like, everyone's crying. And I think it actually was Cameron who suggested a group hug, which I thought was kind of uh, funny. But we see, we see this group hug coming together, right? And, like, everyone's so emotional, and, like, so many people are, like, crying as they gather for this group hug and then orion's there broad smile (laughs) just like the biggest smile i'm i'm serious like watch it back you you will see like just i think i missed that ear to ear to
1: ear it's just like what what he's not emotionally invested anymore
0: it just it just was another another thing so indicative of just like his lack of just like emotional connectivity, like reading the room, understanding like what is going on in a in a situation. It was just very strange to me. Because even though, like, right, like the hug is supposed to be this feel good moment, like we're coming together, it's like this very emotionally heavy thing, and to just like have like that, I, I, I'm probably reading into it, but it just, it really was very, very like plain to me. Just like, yeah, this, this is this very much tracks right with.
1: I wish I'd seen that. That's funny.
0: Yeah. uh, Oh, boy. So
1: Claire and Cameron have to debrief after that, you know, emotional roller coaster. And they talk about how Austin and Becca are steering clear of problems, which probably isn't a good thing.
0: And they're like, well, we have the chemistry of mashed potatoes, but at least we talk. (laughs) (laughs) At least we talk about issues.
1: So Cameron also has been inspired by Orion to you know be a little selfish, consider himself moving forward and th- th- this is probably
0: the the biggest Cameron red flag that that I've seen thus far. You should not be being inspired by Orion. No. Orion is like the antithesis of how you want to handle this process. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So it uh, seems he says that it seems unlikely they will overcome their religion and lack of intimacy issues. So it is not looking good for them. Yeah. He's basically like,
0: I'm. you know, this is just very painful to me, like continuing to smack my head against the wall. So I got to kind of prioritize myself.
1: Mm hmm and we see emily and becca austin and brennan chatting in each other's apartments and this is mostly about brennan's lack of attraction and emily having to deal with that (laughs) i feel so bad for her like like that becca was trying to make sure she knows like no matter what brennan says she's still attractive and it's just sad that she's having to like convince be convinced or have you convince herself that like despite what Brennan thinks she is still attractive it's just rough
0: yeah I don't know it's 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 tough like I would not date her because I I really cannot stand the whole valley girl vocal fry thing but (laughs) it, it, it it what from what we've seen on the show right it it seems like she is way more like mature and and put together and like patient kind gracious like all of these positive attributes right that i feel like a a a lot of people perhaps myself included but i'm not saying for sure you know, maybe there was some judgment initially of like it kind of seemed like, oh, she's never been in a relationship. She's just like party girl. Ugh. But I don't think that that is remotely the only dimension to her.
1: Well, I mean, that's what Brennan brought up on the after party. They finally got Brennan to show up again. And <laughs> he mentioned the partying, the fact that she ghosts people, the drinking as things that came up in quotes. That turn him off, but I feel like that is not the full story. No, it's just I think phys- <laughs> I think there's something physically he's not into. That is my guess, and he doesn't want to say it. So
0: I, I would not be surprised at all. I also think though that that the things that he like they finally got out of him, I think that those are a much bigger thing than he lets on as well. I just, the impression that I've got, like gotten, whether or not it's fully accurate, I don't know, but it, it seems like it's very likely that there's a lot of judgment on his part, especially like, on the like the sexual side of things, I don't think that he likes her sexual history.
1: Also, kind of like Orion. Then,
0: um, I mean, potentially, you know. So, like, I don't know. I it, I just get the impression with like his sort of background and like everything that he potentially has different expectations for women. And so it's like he can go party and have a good time, but like he doesn't want he doesn't want to be married to someone who like went out and did a bunch of partying and like you know, slept with people. Oh Well he
1: should not have signed up for this show then, unless he stipulated I want someone who's a virgin or something. Yeah, I but don't they, know. Like, you, you think can't... they're
0: going to, you think, you think if he, if he said that, th- no, they're specifically going to g- get him somebody <laughs> like Emily if he, if he actually stipulated that. But I guess it's just, it's just funny to me because like we just keep seeing I, again and again that like despite the, the, the party girl. Like, she seems like she is uh, a hardworking, driven person, that she is at least relatively responsible. I mean, you saw, like, the moving in. Like,
1: she was bringing, like, all these adult things. Like, she was, like, preparing this home. Her The way she was introduced to us on the show is not how she ended up being, I feel like. Like, we saw, like... The, the remember the, uh, the bachelorette party where she was like upside down on the wall yeah <laughs> like, I mean it did like that wasn't the best first impression but since then she's been nothing like that so I feel like he's kind of he's not seeing her for what she currently is so which is a shame yeah and so, I mean like people right people people want what they
0: want and have their feelings you know they have their truths but I feel like there is a, there's a difference between like having preferences and just like being hyper judgmental and hypocritical Um, because like some things that I've seen, like apparently his social media is pretty full of him partying and doing (laughs) crazy things. So it's just wow. kind of double double standards and and all of that, uh, which is super great. One, you know, I know all of that stuff is super important, but one thing that was important to me was, I I was a little put off by the fact that Becca and Emily were like sharing they like got some <laughs> like takeout. It was like this takeout container, and they're both. They're both eating out of it. It's like you're really that close right now? Apparently. It's, it's this, weird this
1: experience bonds you in it's ways we will never it's understand. So weird
0: to me. <laughs> it's so weird. Like why I would I don't, I don't know. know somebody else's saliva.
1: Like Maybe they, they were eating from different parts of it. I, don't know.
0: <laughs> I just I guess I don't understand that because you're in an apartment. If you're wanting to sh- like to share it just like take half of it and put it on a plate in your apartment. And, yeah. like, what? <laughs> <sighs> <sighs> I'm sorry. I know that I sometimes get caught up in unimportant things, but it was. It gave yeah, me Yeah, I, I noticed that too.
1: Ugh. So, time for Dr. Pia to visit with everyone. And we start with Claire and Cameron. She notices their rings are off. Yes, according to Cam,
0: uh, long-term viability is not looking good. (laughs) No.
1: So because we only have a few couples, Pia says they need to focus on having fun and stick (laughs) it out.
0: Yes. Stop focusing so much on the future.
1: We need footage. The future
0: that won't exist. Okay. I need you to focus on the present. We need you guys to
1: last until decision day. (laughs) So don't talk about anything important and just have fun. (laughs) (laughs) So, Karen needs time to think about that. Yeah. So I,
0: I will say, for all of his faults, I did, I did really appreciate his response to this because i feel like so often we we get these visits with the experts and the experts want things from the couples as a last-ditch effort and everyone's typically always like okay yeah whatever and then like that they never do any of the things mm-hmm. they like no effort goes into it whatsoever. So I, I did, I did appreciate that. It's like, look, like I appreciate the, the advice that you're giving us. Um, it seems like good advice, but I can't commit to that right now. Like I need to like sleep on it and, and think about it. <laughs> I mm-hmm. thought that was yeah a breath of fresh air compared to the normal like yes we'll do anything to save our marriage proceeds to not do anything for the next three and a half weeks yeah <laughs> <laughs> right so
1: <laughs> next next she meets with emily and brennan brennan is nervous he's never done therapy uh, before which i don't even think i would consider this therapy but no. that's what i wouldn't either yeah so he wonders what her intentions are. like, what? She's here to help. What? <laughs> what? I mean. Here to he, help
0: keep you on the show. I was going
1: to say, if you want to be cynical about it, it's to make sure you guys last the whole season. But still. Uh-huh. So Emily tells her the rockiness has subsided, which I don't think is true. I love how they always try to paint a more rosy picture when the experts have access to the footage Everything's of all of you. Fine. I cry seven times a day. But everything's fine. So eventually, she asked, "What's turning him off?" And he does the same thing he did with Pastor Cal, like, "Let's be mindful of everybody's feelings." I just, it's so controlling.
0: Yeah, I really, I really do not get good vibes from him at at all. Yeah, especially, especially, especially in these sorts of contexts, like it just feels very. Very controlling, but also very like sort of, I don't know, like undertones of like sort of toe the line or else. Like his whole thing here, where he's like trying to, and I'm putting this in very heavy air quotes, but protect.
1: Oh yeah, it's a false Emily. You know, it's
0: it's like no, you man, you just don't want her to. Say what's actually going on and how she actually feels about it, because it'll make you look bad.
1: Yeah, I hated that. How he was trying to like keep her from like actually telling the truth to Pia. Yeah, like when she asked about Emily's eye movement as Brennan is spewing all his nonsense. And he's like, it, "Oh, oh, that's just your thinking face." It's, it's, you know, it's like, definitely, please.
0: definitely not. Oh, I'm really fed up with your BS, but I'm also like kind of scared of you.
1: yeah that's exactly what that (laughs) face was like Emily couldn't even answer he kept interrupting over and over again and like Pia's trying to get her to respond and then Brennan's like going toe to toe with Pia yeah I I I, it was such a bad
0: look the the whole thing made me very uncomfortable
1: yeah it's like what is happening when the cameras are not there
0: well that 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 is the That is the question, and I'm not super optimistic about that, to be perfectly frank with you. Um, And I I hope that, you know, it doesn't, uh, like, extend, you know, to actual abuse. I hope not. Because it, I don't know, it just, like, I...
1: I was, it was so uncomfortable.
0: Yeah, I just, I like, I just get the the vibe that like that could be possible. Like, there's just this, I, I don't, and I don't know, like, because it's not like he's, uh, you know, started shouting on camera or like done anything like super egregious that you can kind of point to. But there's just like this undercurrent. It feels yeah, like. yeah,
1: it's like this sinister that- sort of feeling.
0: Yeah, I mean, and, and hopefully, hopefully, we're wrong. And he's just a lovely person. But based on like the after-party stuff that, for you know, from previous episodes, where it seems like, like the other women do not have a good opinion of him. No, at all, they don't. Like that he's not not very, uh, not very po- positive. Yeah, I think here. we heard
1: like him raising his voice and kind of not talking to her when. A- good manner i don't know well
0: yeah and i i love here for, for for the first time in married at first sight history uh as they get more and more concerned to cover their butts from the future lawsuits uh they they have dr pia recommend brennan go to individual therapy
1: yes because he cannot <laughs> articulate to, yes, anything to understand
0: yes to understand the feelings that he feels
1: And he says, no, thanks.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that is completely not necessary. So just because I have no idea what I'm feeling (laughs) doesn't mean that I need therapy. I don't need a greater vocabulary understanding what's going on with me. No, because there are no emotions.
1: So there's no reason to go if I don't have any. Yes, which is funny to me because
0: as she pointed out, I and I believe she's just straight upset. She's like, no, no. you don't not have feelings. You just don't know how to like describe them. Yeah. <laughs> like unless because and I don't know if this is even the kids because I like I feel like there there would have to be something like significantly wrong. With him, for him to like legitimately have no feelings,
1: yeah, I don't, I don't believe that's (laughs) the case. Right, right.
0: He's, I just think he's, he's like put so much effort into this, like trying to create a good image, and so Mm -hmm. I don't think, I don't think he has like the emotional vocabulary to like explain himself in a way that gets people off of his back for how he's been treating her and so all he can kind of express is like oh oh, there's just like there's no spark uh but like he doesn't have that whatever it is to like explain more fully in a in a way that satisfies people so he's just like oh no there are no feelings
1: at all yeah he's so he seems very tightly wound to me so it's yeah not a great combo so yeah
0: he just yeah he's like no <sighs> therapy no i don't need therapy and and <laughs> he's like talking about she the, uh, p- talking about all that dr p is like so you know like all these things you're saying right now is exactly why i'm saying you need to go to therapy <laughs>
1: yeah <laughs> proving her point over and over again
0: oh goodness gracious
1: finally she meets with becca and austin this was much more positive since these two actually seem to like each other so the crux of this was why aren't they having sex and he mentions the same thing about having an emotional connection before just banging Yeah, which is weird to me because
0: again it seems like on the surface it seems like they have an emotional connection yeah, so if she, that is true, right, and you don't want to just bang, like, what what is going on?
1: Yeah, and I feel like he wasn't actually able to answer her question of, like, what is missing or what would it take?
0: Right, and he's just like, well, you know, prior girlfriends have complained that I'm slow t- about this, too.
1: So <laughs> I guess in the end they have agreed to do other things.
0: Well, yeah her her point basically, I guess was that like you know you need to you need to be talking about sex and sexual things mm-hmm. and how you f- feel about it, and like you need to like start start getting into that sort of stuff like you don't have to like just bang like there are other intimacy type things you can do to get those engines kick started, yeah, so. They agreed to to this. Remains to be seen if these are empty promises.
1: We'll see next episode, I guess.
0: Oh, goodness gracious.
1: So Claire and Cameron have another tough conversation. I mean, basically, the crux of it, he, like, asked repeatedly, does she see a future? She says she doesn't know. So this leads to... Him sleeping in the spare bed, which is never a good sign,
0: no, and so that yeah, that's like he 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 wants to he wants to know if she wants him to stay, he wants to know if she sees a potential future with him, and she's just like, uh, I don't know." <laughs> And that's that's where, where where I was talking about earlier. She's just like, uh, yeah, because he was like describing his uh, that you know he's attached to her and that like he, he doesn't want to go and like all this stuff. And she's like, yeah, I mean, like, I'd miss you, but like, I don't really know if that has like if that has anything to do with you specifically. Or I just like living with someone. And so he's like, okay, I'm going to sleep in the separate room. <laughs>
1: so what a great ending. But positive,
0: you know? positive feelings there.
1: And speaking of more positive feelings, Emily and Brennan are debriefing <laughs> after that. She thinks the therapy suggestion is a good one. He says never going to happen. Although I think that might have been said like off face. So I don't know if like I was said in that moment or ever, but I still think the point stands he does not want to go and this is kind of a contentious conversation here
0: yeah and it i don't know it it keeps coming back to me uh, like for me to just like how how he says things and presents himself just has a lot of undertones to it just like so i'll give you some examples the whole you'll know when i'm angry ugh. or you like you'll know when i'm mad um the just like this all the absolutes like divorce is not an option you know they're they like ugh, therapy never gonna happen where it's just like he is so like Set set in his course, and unwilling to flex, and and then also all like the undercurrents of like these a lot of these things you're saying could be like taken as like sort of
1: semi threateningly, (laughs) you know, like. I just—I don't understand why someone who's this image conscious went on this show in the first place. I guess—well, uh, he, here,
0: here's my theory, okay? You ready for this?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: My theory is that Brennan has a very high opinion of himself. And he thought that he could manage things in such a way and— kind of keep control of of things to an extent that he could actually successfully kind of pull this this off. And to be honest, I don't think he's that smart. Like to be able to do that.
1: I think that's just hard to do on reality TV in general. Like you're all exposed. Right.
0: I I just think I just think he he thought that he could kind of come off looking very rosy by kind of keeping control of situations which is why like this entire season we've seen him you know oh, <laughs> we're not going to talk about that while <laughs> the cameras are rolling like because he thinks he can like kind of keep up this this image uh yeah so that's great so should we Anything else before after party? It was yeah. I was I was gonna talk about after after party. Um, yeah.
1: Well, actually. So, well, go ahead.
0: I guess the 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 only other thing was just like my my confusion with the whole Becca and Austin intimacy situation because like he's moving slowly they've like now agreed to sort of doing other things and she's made it very clear that she is very ready for all of the things <laughs> like anything let's yeah. let's do it and he's still like not making a move despite that it's just very confusing to me yeah same so yeah we can we can uh we can talk about the after party now
1: Yeah, we kind of mentioned all the stuff Brennan talked about before. I feel like he still kind of feels the same way about therapy, so I'm guessing he probably never went. Well, it's also just... (sighs)
0: Sorry to keep harping on this, but just... It really... I do believe that he thought that this would go differently. That he could make things go a certain way because what he said during the after party is exactly what he said in the conversation with Pia. Yeah. Word word for word. And and that, that like, this is not the first time this has happened. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to remember, but it's, it's happened. It's happened before. I'm like 99% sure where like, he's had a conversation with someone, and then later on, he, like, just completely verbatim spits out what he said previously. Um, You know, and so in this case, it was like, oh, like, I think therapy's great. Therapy helps a lot of people. Like, yada, yeah, yada. Yeah, like, but, you know, <laughs> I clearly am super well-adjusted and have no need for it. <laughs> you know, uh yeah. I just... I know, and his excuses continued to fall flat for me, you know just his like thing, oh, i didn't you know, I didn't like that like you know all the partying and one night stands like it's all very surface level and managed,
1: yes, that was an answer. he had to give something right, and, and that's, so yeah,
0: and so basically from the time where they were like hey brennan we want you to come on after party here we're filming in like he sat down on his computer opened up a document titled brennan's after party (laughs) script and was like okay I like therapy. Therapy helps a lot of people. Oh, Keisha. Uh, what do like, why won't you say what you don't like about Emily? Like, what's the deal with that? Uh, well, some things came out, and, you know, I just, I'm not a fan of all the partying and one night stands she was talking about. But she's a fabulous person. End script. Like I literally think he like wrote out what he was going to say. I I,
1: I mean he definitely came with prepared. I, I'll I, say. I'm just saying that like he he. Uh, <laughs> so then we also had a very illuminating conversation about was it was it Claire? illuminating
0: though? I feel like it was more confusing than I'm illuminating.
1: Well at least there's more info floating out there that we can decide who to believe I guess so Cameron's kind of refuting the whole like I asked for someone slender and Claire had said previously like he wasn't happy but now Cameron says he is happy that he got what he wanted he's also been told off camera not to hold hands or any sort of physical like advances or off limits And then it goes into Claire's, like, dating preferences. I guess she's into, like, larger, well-built black guys, but all her exes are white, Cameron says, so he's confused about that. So,
0: I feel like there are multiple pieces to this (laughs) and it's hard to make heads or tails of any of it um because we have sort of cameron's side of things which is that like claire has completely rejected me and she has made it very clear that she wants nothing to do with me but is unwilling to say anything definitive when we're on camera. And like she like says, I'm like, I'm not at all her type, but I'm confused about that. And you know, she's told me all these things about like, she doesn't want to be around me and she doesn't want me to live with her and all of these different things. But you also have Claire's side, which we sort of get by proxy through Lauren, Mm -hmm. which is that Cameron was making negative comments about her body, that, you know, she got a, a butt that's too big, which... I guess if he really thinks that, and if that was really true, which like, she's like a normal sized person. Yeah, her I don't.
1: Butts not overly
0: large. I didn't. But think... if it was, I guess Eris has a new option. <laughs> <laughs> um, and like, it's just this this whole thing where the the apparently he like made a comment like day or two after they got married that like her butt was so big that like he would never be able to get off if he had had sex with her and like you know all all this stuff of like he he chose to like sleep in the separate bed it was all about him and not about her yeah it's all
1: conflicting like who do you believe
0: it is very conflicting um and i i think that multiple things can be true i i i do believe that he said that to her
1: With <laughs> the about her butt being too big
0: yeah basically the 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 thing that lauren quoted that most of it was bleeped yeah <laughs> which, so- which sorry let me just because because i'm thinking about it the just going yeah again going back to the carefully curated presence of brennan so so lauren, <laughs> lauren is is giving claire a side of this day this thing or at least what claire has told her and she she's he says this this quote right, which most of it was bleeped, um, and, and Brennan's response to that was like, "I'm oh guess We're like we're we're off off mic now, right? Right?" <laughs> and, 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 and Keisha and I believe was like, "No, no, we are on air," and he's like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> which is. So, like, this, this, from what I've heard, this is the last time he appears on After Party. He will never return to After Party. I I don't know if that's completely true, but that's what I've heard, is this is his last appearance. And I think that this is why.
1: (laughs) Well, I also think we're now getting to the point where maybe episodes have started airing and he's realizing the terrible edit he's getting. So he's probably like, I'm not coming back.
0: Well that too. But just
1: like, it was so funny
0: to me, like the horror where he's like, this has got to be like off the record.
1: But like he wasn't even involved in it. He's just a bystander in that particular conversation. No, but you know, by association, you know, you don't want to be associated with that.
0: Um, yeah. So sorry. I, what were you going to, what were you going to say about this
1: um about i guess i'm just confused like if he made that comment about her butt being too big but now he's like oh she's perfect she's slender like i asked for
0: well rich is it so so that that's what i was trying to get at is i i think the two of them can be very toxic especially when you mesh them together and so just knowing how like a little bit of how Cameron responds to things and like right he's very he's very snarky he can be abrasive like i think that is fairly likely you know that like stuff was happening and he just like made a like a comment like that like not not that that's how he actually felt but just like he was hurt by something
1: Oh, and he I just see. like
0: he was like oh oh you can't like you can't stand me well I could never get off if I had sex with you because like you're just you're such a fat ass like it seems like that could potentially be a thing and similar yeah, it, yeah. similarly um like with the whole and that that also is a little bit strange where like he tried to like deflect from everything by being like, well, <laughs> like, whatever, all this stuff you just said. But Claire is a liar because she claimed she's into, uh, well, what he said was like darker men. But like,
1: Keisha was like, it's black men, right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which is it's a little weird that he like framed it like that. And so I guess my my thought or takeaway is that, again, I think that they can both be pretty toxic. And I think it's pretty telling that the response from Cameron to all of this, instead of being like, no, I I, I never said that, but instead was like, well, she said she likes darker men.
1: Yeah, it didn't seem like he ever like, completely refuted all the things Lauren was saying.
0: Right, so that's that's what I'm saying, is, like, I think that there is there is a, a lot of truth to that. Not necessarily, again, like, that what he said was, was how he truly felt, but that, like, he does not take kindly to being rejected. And I think there was a lot of stuff early on from both of them that did not land very well and so i think they both kind of came into this pretty butthurt (laughs) you know because like right you had the wedding and cameron was very like pretty horny for her like especially like made her uncomfortable I remember the whole dress thing.
1: Yes. Where he's like day one. <laughs> yeah. He's
0: helping her. And then he's like getting towards her butt. he's like, Ooh, the things I would do to you or whatever it was. Um, and she's like, goodbye. I am finishing taking off this dress by myself. Um, so <laughs> I, I, I think that it is true that he is attracted to her. I think, I think that yeah. that is actually true. And I mean, Brendan was like, you know, he's always told us guys, Uh, you know, that he's very attracted to her. I think that that is true. I also think that he can be very hurtful and that he can say things out of spite. And so I, I, I think that that is also true. There just seems like there's a lot of deflection that happens, like I mentioned earlier, like with the whole dad thing. Like oh i don't like this conversation (laughs) dad dying atomic bomb (laughs) you know which i mean there's even more about that where he right he he claims that she knew that his dad was dying but it also appears like what he told her was that just that his dad was too sick to travel
1: so he, like, told her, like, a
0: half-truth. Right, which kind of goes even further back to, like, his kind of diversion when she asked about the family and he was, like, went into the whole wedding in New Zealand thing, where it's, like, there is a lot of stuff that he says that sort of feels like plausible deniability or, like, Di- sort of diversion where he gonna be like well y- you just sort of misunderstood me
1: yeah he's, he wants her to like ask like explicitly because i remember the whole thing with when they went to his house and like there was some medals on the wall it's right, like right. well, you didn't ask right. me right, right. and he, like and, how was she supposed to know to ask about that specifically
0: right and so in that in that instance absolutely there is a, a lot of A lot of situations. There are a lot of situations where, like, I feel like she does need to be a lot more explicit, especially in sort of her needs and wants. And so, you know, ultimately, I think they're just— as much as they say, oh, we're compatible and we just have so much respect for each other, I think that they're profoundly uncompatible because because of that fundamental— communication style and so i'm not gonna say here it's say, oh one of them or both of them are are terrible people i just think that there are enough red flags that are f- kind of f- flying around where it, it just it seems like this is a toxic situation and i feel like i do feel for both of them to to an extent, <laughs> um, I just I think at the end of this all, I do, I don't think either of them are, are coming off particularly well.
1: <laughs> what what about that whole thing where he was like, "What I told her off camera," she would then just parrot it back to me on camera about feelings. That was very strange.
0: Yeah, I don't and I don't know what to to make of that because you sort of had a similar counterclaim. As well,
1: so like they're what Lauren is saying on camera is saying they were opposite on like everything. So, yeah, it was. It's it's. I also it's all very confusing. I also wonder if this was filmed before or after they filmed the reunion, because I kind of want them to discuss all this at a reunion. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, so. I'm sure some things are gonna come up. Hopefully. Uh, because we ne- we need some closure. I do say, like, as far as far as this after party is concerned, like, right, there can maybe be some question about, like, what, I guess, like, the veracity of what Lauren was told, potentially. I just I trust what lauren said like i don't i don't know (laughs) i don't know if what she was told is is fully true like the complete picture but like i trust what she said about it like i think she's trustworthy
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah i don't think lauren's like trying to mislead or lying or anything
0: no uh so this is all very confusing and it's hard to know like i don't know i think my takeaway is that they're both probably really wrong.
1: <laughs> it Could be. This, we'll never know, especially with all the off-camera stuff. And well, hopefully we get
0: get a little closure so we know we know for sure who the bad people are. <laughs> no, people, you know, that that's part of the the charm of Married at First Sight, right? Is that you know, people are messy. And it's, you know, it's it's pretty rare to just, like, have somebody who's, oh, this person is just completely evil and horrible. No, it's like people are messy and do things that are counterproductive and hurtful and they don't make sense a lot of the time. But that's the that's the messy world we we live in i just uh i i need to, i need to know what really went down i
1: need to know i'd like to know too
0: well hopefully we get some closure here pretty soon uh as as far as uh housekeeping is concerned christy uh, i guess i should mention right we're not going to be coming back this coming week, because uh, with Christmas and New Year's, uh, it's just going to be a recap episode of the season so far, right?
1: It's something we're not watching. (laughs) It's not an actual episode, so... No,
0: so we will be back, I guess, in the new year with the, the next real episode and hopefully continue to get answers to all of these pressing questions that we have so i for one am looking forward to that it's gonna be a a great new year for married at first sight uh, both this this season but they're also aren't they currently uh filming the next season in chicago isn't that actually happening as we speak
1: I think so that sounds right. I also saw a um a casting call. Oh,
0: I think I I think I saw that as for well for
1: Austin, where it's like singles who are fifty five plus. I don't know if that's like going to be the whole cast or I don't know, but something someone's coming different. Oh boy, uh, I mean, I guess
0: what my hope had been would be that they that they like held off on filming chicago so they could like make some changes to the show oh no
1: (laughs) by the time we were watching a season the next one's like already been shot basically yeah but that's just the way it's always been right but surely
0: surely they could have like been going through this right not even by airing but like seeing how things were playing out in real time and go, you know what? We we have lost somebody to runaway bride. We've had a couple divorce by two weeks. All the other couples are hanging on by a minuscule thread and it's looking unlikely that we're going to have anyone make it to decision day. You know, maybe we should... Make some changes here.
1: <laughs> I mean, you would think, but I think the <laughs> casting at that point is already finished for the next season. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta, like,
0: you gotta be realistic, okay? Even if you have to, okay, sorry, we're scrapping Chicago for now. We've gotta rework this thing. Because this season has not been going well for the couples that are involved in the slightest, so. Uh, I guess, uh, I guess Kinetic is just moving on forward, chugging right ahead.
1: Yeah, I mean, people (laughs) are still watching, so.
0: For now, will Married at First Sight survive? Hard to tell.